You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We heard from Seton O'Connor about 15 minutes ago on the road in Texas looking to avoid a storm and get to El Paso by nightfall and then head up to uh, Phoenix tomorrow. Dan Patrick Show, Super Week on the Dan Patrick Show is brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. We'll give you an idea who is going to be on the show next week when we're in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl. Todd, uh, give the uh, folks just a sampling of some of the names who are going to join us Next week. Uh, Reggie Miller, you mentioned. Uh, Will Ferrell. Uh, Michael Irvin. Okay. All right. Troy Aikman. That's good. Some of those that you mentioned earlier, but that's uh, among Dak Prescott. Will Ferrell. Yeah. We haven't seen him in a while. No. No. A lot of fun. Working on a bunch of other stuff. It should be a great week. All right. Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network said the Vikings met with Jim Harbaugh for nine hours yesterday, but the team didn't make an offer. So Harbaugh goes back to Ann Arbor and Kevin O'Connell who is with the Rams, is expected to be the next head coach of Minnesota. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. The teams that are still coachless, Dolphins, Jags, Saints, Texans, and the Vikings, at least kind of coachless. You know, the Vikings with Kevin O'Connell feels like that's going to be a done deal after the Super Bowl. Uh, poll question, Todd, from the first hour. All right, we've got what Dolphins owner Stephen Ross is accused of doing is, and the choices were throwing games, tanking like other teams do, or both. 58% say both, 22% say throwing games, and 20% tanking like other teams do. Now, if you modified the draft, if you took away the incentive to tank, would that help? Mike Florio had uh, some possible suggestions. He said that... Uh, you know, you're always going to have tanking as long as the NFL rewards ineptitude with the dibs on the best players coming into the league from college football. How about a lottery for the 18 non-playoff teams? Each team has an equal shot at getting the first pick, second pick, and so on in the first round. How about if you said to the best of the non-playoff teams, you get the first pick, and then descending order. Best to worst. How about that? How about Super Bowl champs get the first pick? You incentivize winning. The worst team would pick last. Not fair, but you do take away the incentive to lose games. You could get rid of the draft if you wanted to, but that's big business. That That's not happening. Um Mike Florio goes on to say the Stephen Ross allegations and his response to them promised to become nasty and ugly and contentious in the coming months. The simple truth is the entire issue springs from a system that illogically rewards losing with the promise of snagging potential generational talent. And that's what the Dolphins wanted to do. The owner wanted Joe Burrow. So even though Ross, if the accusations are true and he strongly denies them, undermined the integrity of the game, violated the Sports Bribery Act, or set the stage for class action suits in various states that had legalized betting during the 2019 season. See, there's a lot of things people haven't brought up, and that was one that I did. It was like, if, you know, the Dolphins were losing games and I was betting on them to win? What if a betting site decided to sue the Miami Dolphins? 
But this is what happens with the current situation. And this happens in sports. Mark Cuban said when they were out of the playoffs, you know, they tried their best to lose every game. That cost him $600,000, right? But that was after they were eliminated from the playoffs. I, I still don't like that. Now, you can get around that by saying we want to play the younger players. We want to see what we have going into next season. You don't use the word tanking, but Mark did, and it cost him $600,000. How much money have I cost Mark Cuban? I think we're up to, with the, you cost him the chance to own the Cubs. Yes, There's no I real did. dollar value there, <laughs> except for when it would have been one of the greatest purchases in sports history. Yes. I, I re- think remember to, that, that he called the Cubs his hooker. Well, he said you have your wife, and then you have... Your thing, because there's something you always want out there. Yeah. And you said, the, so the Cubs are your hooker. He goes, yeah, the Cubs are my hooker. Yeah. Thing I would absolutely pay for. Yeah. And Major League Baseball decided they didn't want Marcus. Yeah. There could have been other reasons, but. Yes. Maybe it didn't help. Maybe it didn't help. Yeah. Well, I think we cost him $250 uh, in a fine for something to do with tampering. He, he talked about a player. You asked about a player. I think it cost him 250 he sent us the, the sheet. Yeah, he did. I said, could you send me the, <laughs> give me the letter that you got from the NBA home office. I think we're up to 850 grand. Yeah. You cost Mark. Yeah. He paid to be on this show. Yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over the years, we've become accustomed to the SEC dominating National Signing Day. But usually the big winners are Alabama, Georgia, or LSU. The big winner yesterday was Texas A&M as the Aggies officially secured the nation's top recruiting class. On Wednesday, and there are reports that maybe they had sort of a slush fund here, a name, image, and likeness slush fund that approached twenty-five to thirty million dollars. Here is Jimbo Fisher on those accusations. There is no thirty million dollar fund. There is no five million. There is no ten. This is garbage, and it does. It pisses me off. And here it comes from a site called Bro Bible by a guy named Slice Bread. <laughs> then everybody runs with it. So it's written on the internet. It's gospel. How irresponsible is that? And then to have coaches in our league and across this league say it, clown acts. All right? Irresponsible as hell. Multiple coaches in our league. And the guys griping about NIL, griping about transfer portal, using it the most and bragging about it the most. That's the ironic part. You want character? I'll, trust, I'll take it with any of y'all. It's a joke. It does piss me off. Wait, is that Shea and Irving or, <laughs> or, or is that Jimbo Fisher? Slice bread. Not a reputable reporter, yeah. that old sliced bread. <laughs> I, why wouldn't you just say, man, we got oil money. You want to come <laughs> down here and get paid? Come on down. You want a piece of this? Do I think there are schools that have a slush fund? Yes, I do. But it's legal. Like I, I, I'm sure Jimbo wants to make it seem like, you know what? All these recruits just want to play for him, and they want to go to Texas A&M. That could be part of it. But... This is free agency. If I'm a five-star recruit, absolutely do I, I have my hand up. Give me a, a, a packet, a brochure that says, this is what we can offer you. Give me the money timeline. Are we going to get to the point where we incentivize these, these uh, student athletes when they start to play? Hey, if you get this, you get this. Why not? This is what the NCAA, the brilliant minds there, didn't think about. There's no salary cap with name, image, and likeness. And who's to say, well, that's not really name, image, and likeness. Here's a little bit more of uh, Jimbo, don't call me Shea and Irving Fisher, talking about 
what happened at Alabama with their quarterback. It's funny. When Nick Saban said his quarterback got an $800,000 deal, it was wonderful. Now it ain't wonderful no more, huh? But ours, ours, we ain't got that. Ours are on record what comes up. We ain't doing all them big deals. There ain't none on our place that we know of. That's funny when you do it. I thought he had a big, a great day. I, I'd be, you know what? However we get him, we get him. Nothing illegal. We got a great program. We beat Alabama this past year. Come on down. We'd love to have you. He uh, also talked about the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy is a joke. It's an absolute joke, and it's insulting to, uh, to our staff, how hard we work, to how we do things. And it's insulting to Texas A&M because there ain't a better place to go to school and play ball. If you don't like it, we're coming on. Get used to it. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Roll Tide. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just felt like the place to Texas say Texas A&M plays at Alabama October 8th. Uh, yeah. Do I think that these schools have money? Yes. I, I, like I would, if I'm coaching at a school, I'd like, all right, who's going to handle the name, image, and likeness money? And, and these schools have hired people, business managers, to run their name, image, and likeness. You get companies, boosters. That, now you can do it. It's, it's open season. You've been doing it for years behind the scenes, under the table. Yeah, Paul. Now you can go to lunch with a booster in the middle of the day at a public restaurant. You yeah. don't have to go like behind a loading dock, you know, to get to pick up the bag. And it used to be, I remember when I was uh, in college, that Kentucky basketball, you got handshakes, $100 handshakes. Now, we didn't get that at Eastern Kentucky. Um, you didn't even get a handshake. But there, they'd give you after the game, hey, great game, and you got a hundy in your hand. Now, you, it's like, uh, you know, you get a hundy, you're like, that's it? Come on. I deserve more than that. Here's my deal. My Gatorade deal. But yeah, name, image, and likeness. And if I'm Jimbo Fisher, just say, we got a great program here. We take care of our recruits. And we did care about, you know, what was going on at Alabama. Like, we brought it up. Nobody cares. But it's like, you've got a quarterback at Alabama who's making more than the quarterback who used to be at Alabama who starts for the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts made 800000 Young made, uh, what did Bryce make? $1.3 million. Now, now, that was what my source said. $1.3 million. So, it's like, just embrace it. You know, I'm sure you do hard work. I'm sure. But... Is that the only reason why is because you're doing hard work? Wait, what, what is the hard work? What are you selling them? I always wondered that. You either want to go or you don't want to go. Unless there's something else attached to that. Hey, maybe your parents went there, girlfriend goes there, whatever. But if I'm Jimbo Fisher, just, you know what? Take a victory lap. Just relax. It's okay. I don't care how you got them. <laughs> I don't care if is it sliced bread? Yeah, we tried to book sliced bread sliced today, bread. but he was a little busy. Yeah, we got burnt toast. We <laughs> couldn't get sliced bread. Yes, Todd. I think it's ridiculous. Thank you, Todd. You weren't ready, were you? I was not. Okay. Are you listening to another show? <laughs> I was communicating okay. with a prospective guest for next hour. Oh, you're going to get an okay. A perspective guest. Perspective guest. Okay. Not confirmed, but possibly. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. Let's get some phone calls in here. Ross Tucker, our good buddy, is going to join us coming up. Nice. 
James in Cincinnati joins us. Hi, James. What's on your mind today? What up, DP? Been a little while. It's been a it's been a good year in Cincinnati for football. Yeah. Uh, six foot, a slender one ninety. Yep. So I got a question for you, Dan. I know you're trying to stay off the Bengals bandwagon, your home team, but if the Bengals were to win a Super Bowl, would you ever consider coming out and doing a show in Cincinnati? If they lost a Super Bowl, I'd still consider coming out to do a show in Cincinnati. Like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I love Cincinnati, but uh, if they won the Super Bowl, you know, there's a lot of logistics if you're bringing a show like this on the road because it is TV and radio. We got a lot of people that we would have to bring. Maybe we'd load up a Sprinter van and bring everybody out, drive out Cincinnati. We'll come out for the parade. How about that? Maybe the Mercedes Sprinter van is in the parade. Now we're talking. Okay. Maybe Fritzy can be up on top. I'd give that a shot. But remember, you did pass on the Broncos victory parade when Von Miller invited Jesus. you. I did to be because I wanted a... to go with my son. I didn't want to go by myself. But who said you couldn't bring your son? I was under the impression it was a one-ticket thing. There was nothing ever mentioned about a oh. pair. Then that would have changed. No, the no, that was the football game. You got one ticket. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. I didn't feel like I needed to be on the, I wasn't like one of the players. I don't deserve to be on the float. Yeah, but Von Miller was saying, I'm going to put you on the float with this. Why don't you think of others like us? That's content for us. If you're on the, the victory parade. I float. guess. I just, I didn't feel like it was my place. It's not, there. but it's still, you know, it, there's a lot of things that aren't your place. There's many things <laughs> that, that I put myself you. into that I shouldn't. Do. You were invited by Von Miller. Yeah, Paul. If Von Miller invited me to be in the Broncos parade, I would do it. I don't even like the Broncos. <laughs> Kidding? Jake in uh, Iowa. Hey, Jake, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Hey, Jake. 5'11", a hardening 185. Hard. I'm just calling in. I was wondering if the Coach of the Year votes are in. I believe so. Um, I, just, I, just, I just think it would be a shame if uh, Zach Taylor didn't get every vote. Um, every vote out there. He's had the best story, in my opinion, on uh, getting I saw the Vegas odds. He was second behind uh, Mike Grabel. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's a regular season award. Now, you know, it'd be interesting what history would show if you voted after the playoffs in every sport, MVP, coach of the year, all of those things. You know, because if you said, let's vote at the end of the year, end of the season, for coach of the year, well, if Sean McVay wins the Super Bowl, or let's say Joe Burrow won the Super Bowl, is Joe Burrow the most valuable player? Yes. Absolutely. Like, they won a Super Bowl. Look at where they were to start the year. They had four wins, and it's because of him. I mean, I know that you have to have a whole team, but Joe Burrow changed an entire team. And second year, he's, he's so far ahead of schedule here. I thought the Bengals were maybe two years away. And, you know, here's the thing. I wonder, will the Bengals be the favorites in their own division next year? And I wondered about that. Imagine going to the Super Bowl in the next year. You might not be the favorite in your own division because it might be the Ravens. Let's take a break. Ross Tucker, nice, will join us coming up next. More phone calls as well at 16 after the hour, Dan Patrick Show. 
M-Drive. M-Drive, our good buddies. They're uh, sponsoring Super Bowl week. You want to uh, have more energy, lose weight, increase some lean muscle when it comes to health and fitness. We all have different goals. But whatever your goals are, if you want to compete as you age, you got to create healthy habits that work for you. M-Drive, clinically tested ingredients that support healthy testosterone levels. Boost the energy. You can compete all year long, all day long, no matter what your age is. Go to mdrivedan.com, and it's delivered right to your door. They offer free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. A lot of great products there. And I got a lot of the uh, backroom guys who are taking M-Drive. You can find M-Drive at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. You need healthy habits to stay in the game, achieve your goals. Great New Year's resolution, trying M-Drive. It's a habit that uh, will give you T-support, energy, strength, and stamina to fuel your performance every day. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Visit mdrivedan.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PATRICK, get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's code PATRICK at DraftKings Sportsbook. Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast and uh, also Even Money Podcast. You can find him on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. I saw an article in the LA Times, and uh, the gist of the article is who has the most pressure on them in the Super Bowl and the L.A. Times was saying, it's Sean McVay. You buy into that? Yeah. That was going to be my initial reaction. Really? I mean, it's nobody on the Bengals. I mean, it's nobody on the Bengals, obviously. Nobody expected him to be here. I think you could say Matthew Stafford, but he's already won three playoff games. He already got them to the Super Bowl further than Jared Goff did. The only person here who has the ability really to accomplish something that they have missed out on to this point is McVay because not only did they lose that Super Bowl to the Patriots, but they couldn't score. I mean, Dan, he's an offensive genius, whiz, guru. They could not score against the Patriots in that Super Bowl. I don't think there's that much pressure on anybody, to be honest with you. But if there is one person that has the biggest onus on them in this game, it's probably McVay. Let's look at the last couple of days in the NFL. Let me, let me start with uh, Jim Harbaugh. What question or questions do you have with Harbaugh going back to Michigan? How bad he wants to get back in the NFL. I mean, like, to me, it, it, uh, this makes me laugh, Dan. You know, you see last night, multiple reports, Jim Harbaugh has called Michigan. He wants to come back and be there. And then like 15 minutes later, the Vikings are expected to hire Kevin O'Connell as their head coach, you know? <laughs> like, everybody does this. Yeah. I mean, from now on, anytime head coach interview, I'm going to call the Ross Tucker podcast and be like, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. As soon as I find out somebody else gets the head job, I'm going to stay going on Dan Patrick every week. Like, give me a break, dude. I you wonder, though, Ross. National signing. Oh, go ahead. I wonder if Harbaugh went there expecting for the Vikings to sell him on the Vikings organization. 
And it feels like the Vikings said to Jim Harbaugh, we want you to sell yourself to us. And I think you're there for nine hours. I mean, you don't go through nine hours without getting a job if you're Jim Harbaugh, I'm thinking. But I think he went into that interview and maybe it was like, I'm here, hire me. And Minnesota probably went, Nah, it doesn't work that way, Jim. We want to know what you can do for the organization. Well, I think that's possible. At a minimum, he wouldn't go for a nine-hour interview to Minnesota on National Signing Day. And I know it's the second signing day, but still, he wouldn't do that unless he wanted the job. Yeah. I believe he wanted the job. You know, there have been so many rumors for the last few weeks that he really wants to get back to the NFL. I don't blame him. Recruiting is 24-7. And what I personally think happened is as soon as he caught wind or his agent caught wind that he wasn't getting the job, he wanted to make it look like he was turning them down. It's not you. You know, it's me. It's not you. That's not the case. I'm pretty confident he wanted the job. And if you're the new GM for the Vikings, do you really want your first hire to be bringing a guy who it ended really poorly the last time because he got into a power struggle with the GM. I mean, this would be a first-time GM. My guy, Quezzy, from Princeton, who's younger than me, makes me feel bad about myself, and now he's a GM (laughs) of an NFL team. He didn't want to bring in – I wouldn't think you would want to bring in a guy that could lead to a power struggle. I don't think it will happen with Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, and then I wonder if I'm Stephen Ross – and the timing is horrible, but Stephen Ross didn't want to poach Harbaugh from Michigan. But if he knows that Minnesota is going to poach him from Michigan, then what would stop Stephen Ross from not trying to poach him because Jim wants to go to the NFL? But given the timing of what happened and the Brian Flores stuff, it probably felt like, you know, Jim can't go play for Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross may not have this team in a year with everything that's gone on. What do you make? of the allegations against the Dolphins and their owner. Well, that's the one that jumped out to me the most. You know, all of the Rooney rule coach hiring stuff um, is, of course, a huge topic, but it's one that we broach every offseason. I mean, we talk about that every offseason. It doesn't make it better, and I'd be incredibly frustrated if I was a minority head coach candidate. But what's new this year in this lawsuit, what jumped out to me was the allegations of being incentivized to lose games, which is a major, major problem. I mean, if there's any evidence of that, the NFL is going to come down on him as hard as they ever have. They're going to take his team away. You think they will? For that where you're you're fixing games. I mean, it's bribing. It's, it's, It's a bribery act. And you can't just fine him a million or 10 million or 20 million. That doesn't matter to him. He's throwing games. He wants you to throw games, allegedly, and paying you to do it. You can't let him. He can't stay because he wants to get Joe Burrow. I mean, that's why he was doing this. I can't let him have his team. Yeah. So the thing I always think is interesting about that is, Dan, if that's the case, then or if, if what Hugh Jackson's saying is accurate, are you getting rid of Haslam and Steven Ross? And if you're one of the 32 owners, or 31, I guess, that makes this decision, are you really comfortable with getting rid of two of those? I mean, those guys don't want to think that there's anything that can get them out of the club. They're in the club. They bought in. 
My guess, Dan, and you know more than I do, I guess, but I would think it'd be like three first-round picks and $10 million. I think it would be the most severe punishment mm. a team and an owner has ever gotten. I don't know if they're going to kick out two owners of this exclusive club because then the other owners are going to be like, wait a minute, if we can kick out this guy for that and that guy for that, they might come come at me for, for something at some point. Well, I think Cleveland is different because Hugh Jackson didn't get money. He just got his contract extended. Like I think the owner thought, hey, this is a couple of years rebuild and you're doing really well at doing really poorly. And we want to keep you in that job. So they didn't say for each loss, uh, you get $100,000. They're just saying, hey, if you keep losing, we're going to continue to extend your contract. Now, is that semantics? But the, the direction is not lose games and you get $100,000. That's the difference. That's where it gets far more severe with Stephen Ross. Yeah, I guess because here's my question, okay? And I tweeted about this this morning at Ross Tucker NFL. Dan, I'm a Sixers fan, okay? Now, I'm not a diehard NBA guy. You know I'm a football guy. But the Sixers essentially lost on purpose for like four years in a row. I mean, I think it's, it's interesting to me that the Browns and the Dolphins are under fire when I don't know, I don't follow it that close again, but don't aren't there several NBA teams that essentially lose yes, on purpose the, every year? The Cavs did this for LeBron James. You know, the Rockets did this uh, for, I think for Akeem Olajuwon. I mean, this is this is this happens that, that But why has nobody why have they know, never gotten in trouble? Like why has nobody ever ever nobody ever been an issue? Well, nobody, I guess no, no coach said anything. Well, the Sixers called it the process. <laughs> See, that's the difference. That that's the difference. It's the process. It's it's not tanking. You can't say tanking. Mark Cuban used the word tanking, and they got fined six hundred thousand dollars. It's the process. There, we're talking to Ross Tucker. His Ross Tucker Football Podcast is available. Uh, well, wherever you can get podcast and social media at Ross Tucker NFL. I don't know why Jimbo Fisher isn't just embracing the obvious, and that is we got resources at Texas A&M, and this is a great place to play, and we beat Alabama, we're here, we're for real. But instead, he had this reaction yesterday to the reported slush fund that A&M has that's somewhere between 25 and $30 million for the recruits. There is no $30 million fund. There is no $5 million. There is no 10 This is garbage, and it does. It pisses me off. And here it comes from a site called Bro Bible by a guy named Slice Bread. Then everybody runs with it. So it's written on the Internet. It's gospel. How irresponsible is that? And then to have coaches in our league and across this league say it, clown acts. All right? Irresponsible as hell. Multiple coaches in our league. And the guys griping about NIL, griping about transfer portal, using it the most and bragging about it the most. That's the ironic part. You want character? I'll, trust, I'll take it with any of y'all. It's a joke. It does piss me off. Okay. You know what I would do if if I'm him? I would say, no, no, it's not 25 or 30 million. It's 50 million we have in a name, image, and likeness slush fund. There's a whole lot more where that came from. Come on down here and play with the Aggies. Well, a couple things, Dan. Number one, uh, what's the line, methinks he doth protest too much? You know, I think he went a little far there. Secondly, look, I've been around long enough to know, remember the year – when Ole Miss got Laramie Tunsil <laughs> and Laquan Treadwell. And, like, I mean, 
When a school that isn't a typically a top five recruiting school, and Texas A&M does pretty well usually, but not top five, not number one in the country. When they come out of nowhere to be the number one school, there's usually a reason for that. What I think is unique or different about this is, as far as I know, you're kind of allowed. Now, I read the rule where they say it's not supposed to be an inducement for someone to attend a school. It's supposed to just be money that they earn from their image and likeness while they're actually at the school. But (laughs) this is what I always thought it would turn into. And it has, and I'm happy for the kids. I'm happy that they're getting the money. And this is what I always thought it would be, which is essentially guaranteeing every kid, hey, you'll get at least a hundred grand a year in name, image, and likeness. But I'm the I'm a backup center. We don't care. We need depth. Hundred grand a year, buddy. You're in. <laughs> yeah, they made it legal. And this is, you know, the, the NCAA just wanted to make sure that these kids weren't getting paid money that was going to be for the schools, playoffs, all of that. Hey, we don't want to pay the players, but we'll let you have name, image, and likeness. And no one thought this through, that the schools who have money, willing to spend money, and yes, it's an, it, I'll go there, and you're going to pay me for name, image, and likeness. But how much are you going to pay me for name, image, and likeness? So then it becomes an inducement. Because nobody, there's no salary cap that says, you can only offer them this. Well, legally... I can offer you whatever I want. And so if, if Texas A&M has the money and they're willing to spend the money, like I wouldn't be apologizing. Dan, I was told three years ago uh, by a personnel director at a Power 5 school that the NIL department would end up being bigger than the recruiting department at these schools sooner rather than later. I mean, this is going to be what goes a long way towards determining where these kids go. I don't blame them. You know, who knows if you'll make the NFL or not. They're essentially free agents. The the part that gets really interesting is that they can all transfer for a year. I'll give you another one, Dan. I've had multiple coaches tell me that, you know why they love the transfer portal? You know why they want to get more transfers? Because you only get to do it without penalty once. You recruit a high school kid to come in, He's a perpetual free agent. You know, you get you get to transfer one time without sitting out at all. That kid can leave whenever. You get a transfer from somewhere else, he's got to make it work. He, he's he's got to stay there. Otherwise, if he tries to transfer again, unless he's a graduate, he has to sit out a year. So they actually feel like there's a chance for more loyalty from the kid. That, it, it's a it's a <laughs> the whole thing has changed. It's wild. You played for the Washington Redskins six games, I believe. So, uh, curious, the uh, your old team with the new nickname, you're a commander. Yeah, I guess. I really wanted to be – I, I would have really embraced Warthogs or Red Hogs. I, I wanted something to go back to the Hogs. Mm. Uh, I actually started my career there and finished it there. So, I have – Somewhat of an affinity for them. Not like I do for the Bills where I played the most or whatever. I mean, Commanders reminds me of the Cleveland Indians changing their name to the Guardians. It just seems so uh, – it's such an XFL type of name to me, the Commanders. (laughs) It's just very generic. I mean, I guess it's fine, Dan. I guess it's safe. But let me ask you this, okay? 
When someone says to my daughters or says to me, you know, hey, Ross, what teams did you play for? Cowboys, Bills, Patriots, Browns. For the fifth one, am I saying Commanders or am I saying Redskins because I played for the Redskins? Or am I not saying that because that is obviously offensive to some people and that name's no longer around? I would say Washington. But then that sounds weird. Cowboys, Bills, Patriots, (laughs) Browns, and Washington. (laughs) I wanted to say I was a warthog. I think that's (laughs) all. I don't know why they didn't go with the warthogs. I'm still bothered by this. Uh, I know you have a a new business venture that you wanted to mention here to our audience. Oh, I appreciate that, Dan. Yeah, it's awesome. It's the greatest Valentine's Day gift ever. It's called MyFrontPageStory.com. Everybody just gets flowers or chocolates or a gift card to a spa. When they open it, Dan, it literally looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. It's a framed newspaper cover story with the picture of your wife, the family. She'll be like, what is this? You're like, honey. my wife? Anybody's wife. Oh, okay. whoever, whoever you get the story for you, I, I'm assuming you would get it for your wife for Valentine's Day. So it's a picture of your wife, maybe your kids and your wife's like, Dan, what is this? And you're like, honey, I want to do something special and unique. I care. I had a story written about you. I get way too much pub. I get way too much attention as Dan Patrick. The story, the cover story should be about you. And then when she reads the quote, Dan, and by the way, I've heard you talk about this, like on my buddy Kyle Brandt's podcast, when she reads the quotes about I just never tell her enough how much I appreciate all the little things she does. She will cry. Like your wife or anybody's wife. Fritzy, Fritzy's probably going to get his wife, uh, you know, a gift card to the Olive Garden again. Fritzy, it's 12 <laughs> years in a row, an Olive Garden gift What's card. What's wrong with that? Get her I'm a gonna, story I'm from com. Well, Todd has limericks, and he writes his wife a limerick. Not as good as this. Well, maybe not. Trust me. You know, I was just saying to the guys the other day, when I think of love, I think of Ross Tucker and nothing else. <laughs> so I would like to get a picture of you, and then I would be able to present that to my wife. That would be awesome. I'm sure, I'm sure she would love that. You got any, uh, like, scantily clad? Your shirt um, off? Probably back in college. <laughs> does, she want, does she want to see, like, 310 pounds? Yeah, full baby. Force? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I mean, the only p- pictures I have with my shirt off are like at a keg party in the summer when I was in college. I'm actually, I actually think for 310, I looked all right. I was pretty tan, not too bad. But you know, here's the thing, Dan, I don't know about your wife. A lot of women are not into that. Like when I was in college and I would go to a party, okay, you could tell right away. I mean, I was 315 pounds. Girls either like that or they don't, and there's no in-between, and you know right away. Most girls are not like blow-drying their hair, hoping to meet the perfect 315-pound guy that night. Okay? It doesn't work that way. If you had been able to get into Notre Dame, then they might have cared, but you went to Princeton. Those those you know, women don't care about football at Princeton. So that is a fact, okay, <laughs> that it does not it doesn't help you to be a Princeton football player at Princeton, but I would go visit like my buddies at Penn State and they'd be like, Are you a football player? And I'd be like, You're darn right I am. I didn't say it wasn't a Penn State. I just said you're darn right. And it worked every time. Every time. If I could do if I could do college over again, I would go to one of those. That would be uh, that would be. Princeton was amazing. I'm glad I had that experience. But man, 
I'll go to Texas A&M, get the money and, and the girls. <laughs> Thank you, Ross. Good to talk to See you again. Then. Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and uh, you can find him on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to see Ross without a shirt on. But he's right. Like, there's women, like, really tall guys, some women like that, or beefy guys, bears. Uh, or, you know, they like the model, like the sinewy type that I, my shape, that kind of body. Like, Fritzy had, he, you were beefcake. You were beefcake. I had back. a little run for a couple of years. But you didn't go to college. Just wasted lifting. Yeah. I look so good in my apartments living with the uh, parents. <laughs> with your mom. <laughs> the 21st story of some building that was filled with like a bunch of old ladies living in that building. <laughs> let, let me take a break. Uh, we'll come back after this. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Super Week on the Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Link Soul Apparel, a lifestyle brand for any occasion. Update the poll results there, Fritzel. Okay, what Dolphins owner Stephen Ross is accused of doing, the choices were, is tanking like others te- other teams do, is throwing games or both. 58% say both, 24% say tanking like other teams do, 18% throwing games. Mm, not good. James in Virginia. James, welcome back. What do you think of your new nickname in Washington? 70 Chip will forever live in the minds of the Redskins faithful. Crank up that diesel. Crank up that diesel. 35 points in one quarter. 18 plays, five minutes. Mark Ripken running down the sidelines, pumping his fist. Three-time Super Bowl champion, the Washington Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. But, yes, gentlemen, it is a new day in Washington, man. They are now the commanders. And I can't say that I'm excited about it, but I am happy about the burgundy and gold living on, man. The uniforms are remain to be seen. They look all right, man. I do like the helmets. I like the burgundy on burgundy, man, but I miss the stripes down the pants. We'll see how it goes, man. And the only really thing that matters is winning, man. So can they do it on the field, man? Can they really represent themselves as a strong organization going forward, man? That's what you hope for. No name really matters, man, except for how they represent themselves on and off the field, man. So thank you for taking my call. You have a wonderful day, sir. Hail to the Washington football team. Thank you. All right. James, not embracing commanders. I think he kind of forgot to say commanders. Hail to the commanders. And he's holding out for a winning season. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, five snarky poll question. Which comes first, a Washington Super Bowl victory, another name change? <laughs> no offense. 
Uh, let's see. What do we have? Joe in El Paso, Texas. Hi, Joe. What's on your mind today? DP, uh, 5'10", 217 pounds. <laughs> Listen, DP, I just wanted you to forward uh, the invitation. Before I called in, I, I got off the phone with a buddy of mine, and uh, his place uh, is ready to host a seat in the French Kid Union Draft House, 100 beers on tap, so... Uh, after a long drive through the state of Texas, uh, if they want to cruise by uh, tonight, they're more than welcome. It'll all be taken care of. And finally, DP, one more thing. Um, I think I'm ready. I'm finally going to start to view or to stream the entire uh, series of The Wire. I know you and the boys are big mm. fans. I was wondering if you had any viewing tips for me. Thank you for the call. And DP, you guys are the best in the business. Don't you ever forget it. All right. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, The Wire, everyone knows, was the HBO show about the drug trade and the police in Baltimore. The first season, I remember watching, I found myself pretty confused. Who was who? Mm. Uh, what was going on? When I watched it back for a second time, I'm like, ah, I get everything now. So it's a bit of a, uh, it's a fantastic show. It's an all-time great, but it could be a bit confusing the first time you watch The Wire. Yeah, and you get the feeling when you watch the first season of The Wire that you're almost watching via... Uh, closed circuit TV, or you're 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 watching on uh, cameras that are installed in apartments in Baltimore. I mean, it really brings you in. They do a great job with it. Great acting in there. Uh, Sam in Maine joins us. Hi, Sam. What's on your mind? ADP six two two twelve. Um, long time suffering Dolphin fan. I have a massive tattoo going down my arm, sporting the team. I just wonder how much integrity Brian Flores has based on he waited two years to file this complaint. If you if you really offended you, why didn't he come right out in 2019 and say this? I mean, he only had a 25 and 26 record. He was just didn't bring the team to the next level. Well, I, I, I think that, uh, and thanks for the phone call, Sam. I, I think he was surprised that he was fired. I think most of us in the media thought, you know, he had been doing a good job. And when you, you got your head coaching job and you have an owner who wanted a different quarterback, wanted you reportedly to tank, to lose. Does Brian Flores think at the time, if he says it, he's got a better chance of getting another job? I think he thought, you know what, I'll continue to coach here, and then you know maybe I'll go on to someplace else. I prove my that I'm successful here. I can get another job and get out from underneath this. If you're an African American candidate, how many jobs are you going to get? We have one African American coach right now in the NFL. Final hour coming up. More phone calls. Dan Patrick Show. <laughs> 